Hello, I am Joyce Johnson, author, speaker, sales champion, and coach. Welcome to Let's Talk About It, hashtag college life, the podcast where we discuss opportunities and challenges that college students experience during their college journey. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. Help me today as I welcome Austin Ford to the podcast. Let's talk about it. Hashtag college life. Hey, Austin. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Well, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I'm Austin Ford, and I currently work for IBM as a client representative. I recently graduated May of 2019 at University of North Texas, which is north of Dallas. And I'm a Houston native, so I was born and raised in the Missouri City area, if you're familiar with the Houston area. Yes. And I studied uh, logistics and supply chain management. I thought about going into the field of the airline industry, which would be like Southwest or American Airlines. But I ended up meeting some mentors along the way of joining Alpha Fraternity Incorporated and decided to pursue a career in sales. And uh, I kind of saw it as a great opportunity. I did a couple internships for IBM as well as other companies in sales, and I really excelled at it. So I decided that this would be the career path that I wanted to choose after um, completing my college degree. Well, that's great. You know, I'm all about sales. All my books are Why Sales for College Students, Top 10 Sales Tips for College Grads, and um, coming soon, Why Sales for Athletes. So I'm all about sales. I really think sales is um, just an amazing profession which offers opportunities for everyone no matter what their field of study is. And I think you just proved that because you studied logistics and supply chain management. You know, one of the questions I was going to ask you, and you sort of answered it, am I echoing? I feel like I'm echoing. But um, I was um, going to ask you, how did you decide to that area of study for yourself? So at first it was kind of difficult coming in as a freshman. I thought I wanted to be in a financial industry. So I was thinking, hey, let me major in finance because yes. I wanted to learn how to make money. So the best way to learn how to make money, I thought, is to learn about finances. So I decided to be in finance, take a few finance classes. But I really wasn't that fond of accounting. I didn't, that didn't really seek my interest too much. So I decided, ah, maybe finance may not maybe be for not. me. <laughs> maybe not. But in the long term, but I did like the investment piece of the financial part that I was learning from learning how to make my money, make me more money through assets. So then I said, okay, I'm kind of lost here, freshman, sophomore year, and I go into my sophomore year and I say, well, what other majors can I possibly major in that can allow me some success as well? So I started doing some research about the majors that they had in my school and logistics and supply chain manager was a part of the college of business at the time, which I was already a part of. So I decided to say, hey, I need to go ahead and take this a shot and learn some more information about it. So after learning more information about it, I kind of took a lot of interest in it, and it kind of allowed me to say, okay, I'm learning about the transportation of goods and services and people yes. and so many different things. And if you really think about it, logistics is the core of almost any business. If you, if you really want to um, – if you think about it in that aspect, because you're either selling something that has to be transported or you're buying something that has to be transported. And that's kind of the way that the GDP works around America and other countries as well. So um, that's a that's very good point. You know, <laughs> yeah. Especially if, if you're in that tangible goods market, right? Maybe not so much if you're selling a service, but if, you, if you're in tangible goods, um, absolutely. I mean, I've worked in distribution for the last six and a half years, 
and that's what it was all about right and yeah. then of course we all have our um our the little blue trucks that stop by our house every once in a while and drop off a package you know <laughs> and, and that was very smart of you as well just thinking about you know if i say just about your surroundings and what type of companies the industry was around you because you mentioned Southwest airlines which is um in houston wasn't well, dallas i think for the most part but a huge presence in houston and they had definitely had some offices in the houston area and then you had um continental which is now united that was in the, that was hubbed here in the houston area so they still have a presence here downtown so I mean that's a good point for students to consider sometimes if they what if they're not sure what they want to study in college is taking a look around them and seeing what industries are around them, right? And preparing for that. Yes, I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly. Um you definitely want to take advantage of what's going on within the marketplace. I I usually you know, one of my mentors tells me all the time, you know, stay up to date with the Wall Street Journal because of the fact that you want to know exactly what's going to what's going to be that next Airbnb, that next Uber, or that next Tesla. But in order to do that, you have to kind of put two and two together to see what is evolving and what do millennials or the younger generation, what would they want to buy in the future? You have to kind of make those predictions. That, you know, e-commerce is already kind of being oversaturated now, but now we're going into another market with a new release of 5G and other type of technologies out there. So that's something you also want to be cautious of. Oh, we're gonna have to stay in touch then so you can give me some advisements <laughs> so you can advise me on on what uh, i'm taking place I, I like that you know and you your mentor i share all the time having a great mentor as well as being a mentor is just crisis but having someone who can guide you um th that's you know just really good to have someone to be able to share that with you and tell you um hey this is how you go about doing that that's really totally so is that like a college is that one of your mentors from college or is that a mentor outside of college the mentor actually met through my fraternity um so he actually owned his own business he owns his own consulting firm so he taught me a lot about diversifying portfolio he used to work at goldman sachs previously and he ended up using his money that he made through investing and started his own consulting and trucking business at the same time so he, he's been doing that in Houston um, for quite some while now. And um, he was just, just explaining to me, you know, that you always want to look for things that are in demand and look for things that can also be, um, you can duplicate because you want to scale it. And that's where the profit really comes in is through scalability and something that's always in demand. So Absolutely. You have to be able to, to, to scale. Um, you know, it, he's working in sales at IBM, but I tell you, young Austin today is really educating us on entrepreneurship. So if you guys are, I mean, that's really the language that you're speaking. And it's, it's great that you have a mentor that is obviously had that goal to become an entrepreneur. So is that in your plans as well sometime in the future? Yes, that's most definitely my plan. <laughs> I'm okay. currently working on it now. I'm becoming, becoming more knowledgeable and exactly what type of area of focus I would like to make that investment in. So. You know, and I always recommend that, co that um, college students actually go into corporate for a while, right? So that you can understand how businesses move, what's the culture, what's their policies, their strategies, how to deal with people, right? 
how to go out and sell and build relationships and be strategic in relationships and partnerships. And those are a lot of things, those are gaps that I see is missing from people who've always been in business for themselves a lot of time, especially as owner. I definitely agree with you with that because a lot of people forget the fact that a relationship is more important than the business itself because of the fact that you want to be able to have a sustainable and uh, you want your business to also have longevity. In order to do that, it's all relationship-based. It's being able to communicate well, being able to follow up, being able to um, deliver on things that you say you're going to deliver on. So those are like the key principles that I think a lot of people forget besides actually what they're doing or what they're selling or what type of service they're providing. So I definitely agree with you on that. You know, as I say all the time, you know, um, when people start in sales or, and they're young and to sales, I'm like, get up, show up, and follow up. You're going to learn a whole lot of things if you get up, show up, and follow up, right? I, I mentioned I was in distribution as of late and um, not many women in that industry and that, you know, selling tools and things of that nature. And I would just put a piece of paper in front of my customers and be like, tell me how, the, you know, which area, you know, impacts your business the most of these categories. And they would just start talking and educate me, right? But I had to start by getting up, showing up and following up. So, um, Tell me also, you mentioned that, I know you're in the Dallas area and you're from Houston, and I shared with you pre-call when we were talking that I met a young woman who didn't accept the job because it wasn't at home. And, you know, and, and you had really great things to say about that because, as I said earlier, you could do two years anywhere is what I share with people. Go and get the work experience. So you're not working at home around family. How has that experience been for you? Um, definitely transitioning from college to career, um, moving from Houston to Dallas, and then trying to find my way has definitely been quite challenging. But what I can say is that I personally use is um, it also helped me with responsibility and, and risk. You know, a lot of people – they want success, but they want low risk. And in life, I would say that those two things more likely do not correlate or they don't coexist. So you really, if you do have an opportunity in a place that you know that would ex allow you to excel and grow, then don't let a location decipher that reason of you not deciding to make that decision. Because in the long term, you can always come back to where you want to be. But it's hard to go where you want to be if you're not going to where you could be in the present time. So it's really understanding the current state of right now to know that, hey, this might be a sacrifice, but it's going to pay a good ROI on a back turn once I can see what I need to do right now. Absolutely. And, you know, I've related, um, relocated a couple of times. I've lived in um, Northern California area, the Bay Area, and I was working out of San Fran then. I've lived in Miami, you know, and wouldn't be opposed to moving again, right? Um, so Houston's my hub, but I, I, you know, I agree with you. You have to be able to go after the opportunity that presents itself. I also heard you say you did a couple of internships while you were in college. Uh, tell me how those came about and, and who, what type of internships did you um, participate in? Okay, so the first internship I did was with IBM and is with sales. And then the second internship I've done was with Texas Instruments, 
Now, it actually wasn't in sales. It was in demand management. So it was more of managing the processes of what they said was semiconductor chips. And I would allocate those resources of demand and supply to all of our distributors that would actually resell those semiconductor chips and put them into computers, microwaves, all different types of electronics. So um, that was, a, I would say, very analysis-based job, um, very Excel-heavy, um, very critical thinking and detail-oriented type of work. So um, there's nothing that I, I was shy afraid of, but I knew that in that role, me trying to progress is going to be a lot more difficult because because of the fact that I probably have to gain some more education, such as an MBA, maybe even a PhD, and a whole lot of certifications in order for me to gain more money in the long term instead of me transitioning to sales, fight fact, is that it's all performance-based. And I think that that's something that I would I, – I decided to go ahead and pursue because I, I was like, okay, I can do all this demand management stuff, but I'm very capped on the type of money I can make versus doing sales, which is actually more performance-based and individualized, and it's not so team-based where you can actually you actually get what you put in, kind of like track. Like, so I really like that. Absolutely. And for our audience listening, I promise I did not tell Austin to say these things. These are in his words, because everyone knows how pro-sales I am and why I want college students to go into the sales industry. And, and I tell them all the time, you know, no matter what your area of study is, there's a sales role for you. You can start immediately following college. You can earn enough money in your first year to pay off student debt and still live a good life. And so it is, to me, it's one of the best, uh, it is the best opportunity out there for college students um, to transition into. Even if you go somewhere later, um, sales help you to get in there, learn the language, meet other business owners, understand their business and their products. And as you said, it's performance-based. So there's this opportunity, if, if you're getting up and you're making it happen, there, to earn really good money your first year right out of college. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. I'm hoping I'm bringing in some money to pay off my student loan debt this year. That's my 2020 goal. And by the way, it's looking, I'm um, already half, pretty much halfway there by uh, a long shot with seven wins out of 20 I need for the half. So I already have seven out of 20 for the six months that I, I needed to accomplish it by. And I already have seven just in January alone. So. Oh, um, that's great. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, you know, I tell you college students, hope you guys out there listening about the sales um, piece of, of what Austin is sharing with us. You know, Austin, you also mentioned um, that your mentor is um, one of your fraternity brothers of Alpha, Phi Alpha um, fraternity. Great fraternity, by the way, my brothers. And um, and then you, when you were in school, you had someone um, through your organization help you find internship. You know, I'm always sharing with college students the importance of building a network. Can you talk about that network and how it's helped you and maybe some other networks you had in college? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to take it back, and I hope it's not too cliche enough, but I, I really no. believe that network, networking is your network. So, um, it's all association. So Austin has an old soul, you guys. That's a he, that's an old phrase. He has an old soul, you guys. Go ahead, Austin. So, 
I believe in foreign association. I'm a big, so there's one book I recently read when I was in school. It's called How to Win and Influence Fans, Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And it, what he was emphasizing is that who you associate with as well as the environment that you're in and what you listen, like eat, drink, sleep on is what you're going to be a product of. So if you want to be successful, you need to be hanging around people that have success that whatever that looks like to you. Because if not, then you won't be able to achieve that success because not because you can't do it or you don't have the will, is that you don't have the knowledge plus the experience of doing so. So networking gives you that knowledge, gives you that experience, gives you that opportunity to allow people to pour into you in areas that you probably have never seen. Um, kind of like having an eagle's bird eyes, eagle's view versus a squirrel. You know, if you don't know what you can't see, so that's the power of networking because a lot of people have seen things that you have not seen and can speak from experience, and you can utilize it in your own personal or business life. So that would, that would be the key aspect, I would think, of the importance of networking. And you learned that from being in your fraternity and other organizations. Yeah, I would learn that from being in my fraternity, as well as um, having a couple businesses I, I've had while I was in school as well. I didn't work a, a, a job in college. I owned my own business um, through personal training. I had a personal training business, and that all sparked out of networking. So it's just creating those opportunities for um, people and myself through, you know, networking opportunities and just meeting people, you know, never being afraid to say hi to somebody and just get to know them and see what they do because you never know how it can benefit you now or later. So Always be shaking hands, I tell people. Always be shaking hands and talking to people and meeting people. I'm one of those folks, get them on the elevator and start talking to them. You know, if I get you on the elevator, now you're trapped, you're mine. I, I got it then. <laughs> you're not going anywhere once you meet me on the elevator. You're not going anywhere. But I think that's great. And, you know, I shared a video recently about um, five ways to gain experience, job experience, before leaving college. And you, And the last one was do it yourself you've owned the business, you know, and you know what you needed to do for that business. What, you yeah. know, how you needed to sell, how you need to network, what you needed to charge, you know, being on time, customer service, all those things. You did it by having your own business. So sometimes, you know, if you can't, if you're not an opportunity to get an internship or what have you, you got to create something for yourself. Got to create something for yourself. So kudos to you for the, for that as well. Um, I just interviewed a young lady who um, went to Spain to study, and then she also um, was doing an internship there. And I, I bring that up because you basically were saying that you don't know what you don't know unless you're exposed to people who are experiencing it, right? And so her circle of people from her parents and things, you know, that's sort of like, oh, that's what everyone does. And then she's in college at Spelman. Oh, that's what everyone does. And so you have to really, you know, as you said, with your old soul, your old spirit that Austin has, said your net work is your net worth. And so um, tell me, what, what type of um, in, um, work did your parents do? What did they expose you to for his um, professional work life? So uh, to be quite quaint, Frank and transparent. My parents actually didn't go to college. So, and when they graduated high school, so I was the first person in my whole entire family to actually go to school. But the principles of my father owning his own construction company and scaling it and also like, teaching himself Spanish 
to be able to be able to um, work with the workers there in Houston to be able to make better deals and more profit is he taught me uh, along the lines of this self-discipline and perseverance as well as being focused on a goal, I would say. Those are the three principles that I've learned from my father that I've carried on that is uh, throughout my college career as well as the career that I am now um, and, and through my personal life as well. So it's not so much of, I guess, very hard fact-based educational principles they taught me, but it was more of character and how to just live an overall complete holistic life in regards to being successful in their own way. I love it. I love it. And and what you know that perseverance and and um and work and being able to be to self be self-taught. Your dad self-taught himself, you know, Spanish and and business and figured it out, success. I mean, that is one of the best cores you could have to build on. That's one of the best foundations you can have to build on. So, um, also before we, we part our um, podcast here today, what would you like to, if there was one thing you would like to share um, with college students today that, you know, they sort of have this fear of adulting. And as I mentioned earlier, the young lady who didn't want to move away, um, what advice would you give them? I would say, um, such as, Somebody, my C, our CEO, who just actually just actually found our CEO named Denny Rometty, used to say all the time is that um, being uncomfortable and growth don't coexist. They they don't coexist. So if you can if you consecutively see yourself in comfortable situations day in and day out, then you're not growing. It can be personal or business. So that's the same as it was is from coming to college to adulthood, or even if someone from high school to college is that. You're afraid of fear because you don't know. Fear is, a, is the act of unknowing, from my understanding. So if you get into those situations, you start to adapt and you start to form and you start to make better choices, better decisions, and you become more experienced in that environment. And then that's what allows you to grow because now you're uncomfortable. Since you're uncomfortable and you're fearful, you have no choice but to make a lot of uh, you have to learn a lot and make a lot of the right decisions to be able to make those um, choices happen that make you excel in life. So that's what I would definitely give to those who are listening on this podcast about the fear of going from college to adulthood. You know, this podcast, like I said, hey, hey let's talk about it, hashtag college life, because it's about those opportunities and challenges that college students experience. And we don't all have the same support system. We don't all have parents that teach us great things. Um, you know, we all have a different journey. Uh, so I want people to understand that they're not alone and to also be able to listen in, to hear resources and things that they can do to help them navigate. Right. So um, thank you for sharing. I certainly appreciate you um, coming aboard today. Um, Austin, how can people find you? Are you on social media if they want to, you know, reach out to you? Yeah, so I, I can be found on, I mostly use LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm really not too big into other social media platforms, but my name is Austin Ford. I'm pretty sure everybody knows how to spell Austin, but if not, it's A-U-S-T-I-N. Last name is Ford, F-O-R-D, like the truck. So if you're really willing to reach out and connect it, if you want to be able to have some time to speak one-on-one, I'd be more than willing to help you or just give you any type of advice. 
You know, and you, you said LinkedIn is um, what you use the most. And I share that with college students all the time. I teach a, a business course at um, San Jack South Campus here in Houston. And I had all the, have all the students get on LinkedIn because I have students reach out to me for advice all the time. And I always make time, right? I always make time. And so I recommend to them to reach out to people on LinkedIn to communicate and build a network because mostly in most cases, unless people are just super busy and have something personal going on, people are going to be receptive to it and they're going to help you out. They're going to have, I mean, it doesn't hurt to have a phone conversation, right? So I talked to a young man just last week. Um, he lives over in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and he reached out to me on LinkedIn. And so now he's following and things. So for, for myself, um, as we close out, um, I am Joyce Johnson, author, speaker, sales champion, and coach. I can be found at I am Joyce Johnson on all my social media handles, which is Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And I am also on LinkedIn. And as I said, um, if you go into career on LinkedIn, I'm one of their advisors, or you can just connect to me direct as well. And then you can visit my website at www.iamjoycejohnson.com to buy any of my books, listen to my podcast um, that you're hearing today, or um, any of my sales tips that I provide. Um, again, Austin, thank you for joining, joining today. <laughs> Sorry. And for you out there listening, thank you very much. Appreciate your support. Make it a great day.